0: Hi, I'm Connor Hibbert, and I'm right about most things.
1: I'm Lou Barron, and no, he's not. Wait, what? Welcome to your Wednesday matinee, where we relive high school so you don't have to.
0: It'll be a romp. We're back. Yep. We it's are, been a minute. We're talking about high school theater today.
1: We are talking about high school theater. Our high
0: school theater experiences. This is a a dream episode of mine that I've wanted to do in, in, in various forms for pretty much since we started this podcast.
1: I have an anecdote to share. Please. I got a text from one of my dear friends in high school mm-hmm. that we opened our first high school musical. Mm-hmm. As freshman, it was Kiss Me Kate. Mm. Seven years ago.
0: Today? Not today. Uh, Recently. But recently. Wow. November. That's terrifying. And I
1: thought, (laughs) what? I it broke my brain. It broke my brain a little bit. And mind you, that was freshman year of Mm -hmm. high school. So, you know, four years of high school. I mean the math the math adds up. But when you think about it in those terms, (laughs) but it's horrifying. That's nearly a decade ago. <laughs> and, I, and I, and I
0: don't say that, it <laughs> it is, don't say that at it all. Is,
1: and I, and I don't know how to feel about it because I feel personally both astronomically far away from that time <sighs> in my life because everything it feels like in my life has happened in that <laughs> period of time in that seven years. Yeah. You know, that's the coming of age time, you <laughs> know, so it feels very far away, but also. Seven years feels like too long of a time ago, for high school to be like the beginning of high school to be.
0: Yeah, I.
1: So that's where we're. At. I mean, we're seniors in college, if you didn't know. Yeah. So that's where we are now, compared I, to where we were then.
0: I I agree fully. I can't. It's so far back that. I don't know. I can't remember specifics. I remember vague impressions of my freshman of my freshman play and my freshman musical. Whew, that really threw me for a loop.
1: Yeah, so that's... Seven that's, years that's, ago. Yeah, that's the anecdote.
0: Wow. And you to, did Kiss Me... Who were you in Kiss Me Cake?
1: I was in the ensemble uh, and the quartet of girls who sang... The Little Harmonies and Bianca. And that I was, was fun. very proud of that. Is
0: that why you love that song so much? Yeah. Nice.
1: I've played it on, on the Best of Broadway yes. a few times because I have fond memories of that. My freshman year, more so than any other year, was competitive as hell in really? that musical. Yes. Because we had a cast of about 30, I think. And, I God, I don't want to be wrong, but it was long enough ago, and I don't have actual data yeah. in front of me, so don't... If anyone happens to be listening to this who doesn't think this is true, come and find me and reprimand me, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, there's... I don't know. I, I Reprimand
0: believe, Lou at matinee at WICB.org.
1: I believe that well over 100 people auditioned.
0: Whoa! Wow.
1: Because, if you think about it, it was... I went to a magnet arts high school, if mm-hmm. you don't know. Everyone... Well, every freshman was required to audition, start there. Interesting. Then everyone else in the acting magnet, or not everyone, but a lot of, a significant portion of the acting magnet, Mm -hmm. we'll say that, and a significant portion of the vocal music magnet would always audition. Mm -hmm. And then people who were not even in either department would want to audition because it's the musical it's mm-hmm. the high school musical yeah so i mean we had people actually end up in principal roles throughout high school who were not even necessarily mm-hmm. in either of those magnets just because or the dance magnet for that matter just because they were super talented gotcha. and beat everyone else out so mm-hmm. i was very proud that i got in
0: mm-hmm. so you were a musical theater track I was an acting track. Acting we track. We did not have a musical theater okay. track.
1: At, at the time that I auditioned for high school, because it was an audition process to mm-hmm. get into the high school period, you could only audition for one. Now, I think you can audition for three, but obviously you have to pick one if right. you get in some multiple.
0: So, and to give them context, correct me if I'm wrong, it's, it's, it's an audition process and then there's a lottery. Yes. Because they can't take all the people who they like to take, because it's a, like a smaller...
1: Yeah, well, it has to be this way, because it's a public school. It's a public magnet school. Okay. So there there are kind of different types of arts high schools that exist. There are private arts high schools that would have a process, I assume more akin to like a college audition process, where
0: mm-hmm.
1: everyone who wants to audition goes through their audition process, and then they pick the 15 to 18 to 20 to however many kids they have the space for mm-hmm. by hand. That's not the case at a public magnet school. I see. Because there has to be a process that is more quote-unquote objective, mm-hmm. even though it's, I mean, it's not objective, but there are a lot of things about the process that have to be objective. There has to be a numerical score mm-hmm. that they give every person who applies and auditions. And everyone above a certain score, again, I don't have the most up-to-date information right in front of me, but at the time, at least it was an 80 Mm -hmm. out of 100, would be entered into a lottery that would then pick the number of people that would be in the class. Gotcha. And at the time I did it, it was 18 people, and there would be a really long waiting list of people who would probably... Like, the first few every year kind of got in because... Some people go to other high schools. They go to their home school. They go somewhere else, whatever. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are qualified based on their score and then don't get in. And that's just the way it... Interesting. It works. Okay.
0: Yeah. I did not know that distinction.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I went through another process for the Baltimore School for the Arts, which is in Baltimore City. Mm -hmm. My high school is in Baltimore County, where... It was a public school for city kids, as in it's free for city kids, mm-hmm. but kids who lived in the county could audition, get in, and pay tuition. Gotcha. So I would have been in that camp um, okay. had I chosen to go there.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Because I just went to a normal old public high school, <laughs> just like just throw, them, throw them in the mix and see what happens. Yeah. Our uh, our Our theater program was... Perhaps not as well funded as as yours. Obviously, it wasn't a, an art school. So, um, but we just sort of got thrown into the fire. Um, also, extremely competitive and bitter, though. Yeah, um, I think yeah. that's. I I I. Lesson number one is that that's true for every high school theater department I've ever encountered. It is like life or death to to some who just. I mean, you'd, every, when you're that young, everything seems so serious and so life-changingly big. Um, that's just how it feels, and people people take that very seriously, as did I. Uh, probably we all took it a little too seriously considering the, the, the level that we were at. Like, none of us are going to Juilliard or anything. We admitted everyone who auditioned for the musical. The play was selective. We did Almost Maine my freshman year, and that was the... One that I got into, I was the only freshman in that, also like you with Kiss Me Kate. I was very proud of that. But we let everyone in the musical, which was West Side Story, um, which was just not a great choice based on the racial, uh, ethnic makeup of our student yeah, body. Yeah, um, It's bad. It very much shouldn't have happened. We should have picked a different show. And I think I sort of understood on a basic level that having white students play the Sharks uh, was not... A good idea I think I understood that on a base level but I never really I was like well it's I don't know I don't have any power here
1: well I I think that that's also kind of a really important aspect of high school theater is that in high school you're old enough to be doing things that are more mature subject Mm -hmm. matter wise in plays and musicals and the like but you're young enough to be very impressionable and not always question yeah. the ways in which your leadership,
0: mm-hmm.
1: be it your director, or your music director, or your choreographer, or just, you know, even upperclassmen, yeah. treat that material and approach that material. And this is not always true, obviously, because especially in my high school, I think we had a lot of people who were really smart and savvy about questioning our authorities Mm -hmm. at appropriate and in my opinion, sometimes even inappropriate times, because there's also that kind of rebellious thing that happens where you're like, ah, like stick it to the man, you know, when sometimes that's not the most productive thing to do or is not done in the most productive way. But like, I really, that's something I loved about my high school and the theater program in particular was how we would not be afraid to have those conversations
0: it is encouraging to see. Um, I don't know if that's if those winds are changing with with y- people becoming socially aware at such a younger age now, with the uh, you know advent of just having all the information available to them. And...
1: I I'm curious kind of how the energy of the school has changed mm-hmm. since I left, and also since a pandemic. And since um, some logistical things, like now in the acting magnet, at least, they accept double the students. Mm. So I think that's great because that gives a lot more opportunity, Mm -hmm. but I'm also wondering how that works for my teachers who, I mean, high school teachers, high school theater teachers, especially mm-hmm. are just so overworked uh-huh. and underpaid i think in every uh, no matter where you go you know i think yeah. it is pretty rare to find a place where yeah. i mean is there a place i don't know
0: it's 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 pretty I, ubiquitous <laughs> <laughs> that just teachers are generally underpaid
1: yeah and i, I want to know how they're handling that in that level of influx of students where in the next few years it'll be program double the size yeah you know yeah I'm... and so much more competition yes because truly. you know especially at a, at a place like carver there are a lot of you have to be a base level of like capable of memorizing three monologues when you're mm-hmm. 14 you know yeah and doing well enough at them that if you followed all of the instructions because in, just following instructions is a huge part mm-hmm. of my school's application process mm-hmm. it's like you have to show up wearing all black you have to bring in a resume and headshot and they don't have to be like you know yeah five hundred dollar headshots or beautiful mm-hmm. organized resumes with a ton of credits like that nothing like that it's just yeah. you have to physically have a headshot you have to physically have mm-hmm. a resume you have to be wearing the right thing you have to show up on the right day at the right time so you have to have supportive parents to the extent that they will drive you there yeah. because you cannot drive yourself there and mm-hmm. But beyond all of those things, if you have all of those things, then even still, you have to be able to come into the room, be self-possessed enough to answer interview questions on the spot after mm-hmm. you do your material. It's, it's pretty intense. What kind of
0: questions do they ask you?
1: Gosh, stuff like... I'm trying to remember what I was asked specifically. Well, first of all, they do a redirect on one of your monologues. Okay. Like, describe yourself in three words, I think... Mm-hmm. is one that i remember. Oh, if you put a special skill on your resume, mm. they would ask you to do it <laughs> if you if it was the kind of skill that you could do so they know you're not lying. Why like why do you want to be here? Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty I would assume they ask that. I'm trying to remember if they asked me that or what i answered. It's it's so long ago now. But you know, just st- basic stuff. Like yeah. nothing they wouldn't be like quizzing you. Oh, well they would actually kind of quiz you a little bit on like Make sure you read the plays that your monologues oh, are yeah. from, so they they would ask you specific questions about the context of your character and the scene, mm-hmm. whatever so
0: that's intense
1: yeah, no it's it's a lot so all all of that was just to say that if you pass this audition,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're a certain level of committed yeah. and doubling the number of committed, interested kids who are there. I mean, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. competing with twice the number of people that I d- right. did for getting into shows and, and whatever. Because, I mean, I, I'm sure it would have been fine, and there are lots of opportunities. But I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, like, are they also increasing the number of opportunities for students to perform mm-hmm. with the increasing number of students, period?
0: Yeah. I'm curious. G- good
1: because I think to a certain extent, high school theater serves, even if even if it is like an arts magnet like I went to, mm-hmm. to give students a stage literally and, mm-hmm. and an opportunity to, at least in an arts high school, put into practice what they're learning yeah. in the classroom. Because you have that as built into your classes as well, so I don't want to deny that, but I don't know, because obviously the school doesn't owe you anything. As a student in the acting yeah. program, to get into a play, they make that very clear. And there's no one at Carver who does every high school play, which I'm sure is not the case. You know, yeah, at, you know, at a place like you went to, where like the program is smaller and whatever. Yes. So there are people, tons of people, who are probably in every single production they could have.
0: Been. Yes, I was um, in every production I could have been. I that th- that's a level of intensity I would not have been mentally prepared for in high school. Just thinking where I was in the ninth grade, like I would have I would have melted.
1: Well, people not to be this way, but like people melt, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's not it's not the kind of environment where like anyone wants anyone to melt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like certainly there are social dynamics in high school that can be rough, mm-hmm. as is true everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that is exacerbated by being in a an environment like the one I was in but largely people were really supportive you know Mm -hmm. and so yeah it was not at all like even an ounce the kind of program that's like we will break you you know what I mean like it was not (laughs) that level of like let's do intense things to young people so they shatter and then we build (sighs) them back up from the ground like it was not at all that at carver my teachers were very like They were great, Mm -hmm. you know, and really wanted, truly wanted everyone to succeed and would set a really high bar for success, Mm -hmm. but expect you in a positive, upwardly moving way to meet those expectations. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think I could say the same about Geneva in a sense. I mean, not that we had arts um, or theater, theater arts built into the curriculum, you know, there's choir and band and things like that, but we had... Two directors who definitely did push us very hard sometimes too far sometimes with kids with with students who are already stressed and this at the end of the day you know no matter how high the expectations are we're just doing it for ourselves we're Mm -hmm. not doing it for the directors we're not doing it for external anything we're just doing it to you know come together and and be a family and make a show that's obviously what sticks with me the most about high school theater is not really performing um itself but just the the time spent with people and the the building of the social aspect like those are the the relationships i cherish but my best friend met her through high school theater to this day
1: it's it's that kind of thing that people say is toxic sometimes it's like the whole like oh we're a family mentality mm-hmm. you know and like i i think that holds pretty damn true honestly Mm -hmm. of my experience like a family we all loved each other a lot i mean there are always people you don't get along with and that's yeah but that's also family you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 like it's like a like a very well-meaning and sometimes dysfunctional family and that that's what happens to high school theater departments and I not Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a pretty universal high school theater experience. Even though there were other complicating factors with my experience,
0: and you can say that about sports and things, and that the you know, sports also you know large group of people, team and and family and all that. But what just complicates it more for high school is a sports team always working toward one common goal and trying to be a unified front mm. this is like 30 different personalities who all want to have their moments and putting that aside in the sake of you know putting on a good show is is i think harder to come to than a sports team
1: it's that and it's also i mean there, there were significantly more people at my high school yeah. whose goal was to come out of this training program with a college acceptance somewhere to keep doing this and to keep training on a really Mm -hmm. high level in in an environment like the musical there are some people who are there to vibe and some people who are there because they want to do this for the rest of their lives Mm -hmm. and they're treating it like a professional show and the standard is always set for us like we don't put on good high school shows we put on good shows Mm -hmm. like we Th- there there was a very like conscious and stated explicit dissociation from this is a high school show
0: mm-hmm.
1: we do shows right. we do good work period you know interesting um which I, I think is also kind of interesting looking back because i think there are aspects of like the high school show experience and framing it in the way of it being a high school show experience that May have actually been helpful at times, you know, Mm -hmm. like not because that means it would have been any less good, but because that one of your primary or one of our primary objectives was to learn and that one of our primary objectives as actors in a show was to grow individually in our Mm -hmm. capacities as performers and for that to be an end in itself Mm -hmm. separate from putting on a good show and and this is this is all reflectively i this is not anything i was thinking at the Mm -hmm. time like yeah i don't know like we, we were all there to learn and like obviously that's clear in a classroom but i i think it was not always clear in the rehearsal room
0: it's interesting that you say that reflectively because I feel like that's the only way I ever experienced high school theater was like looking back on it and not actually doing it, Huh? which it's such a strange, horrible idea to put 40 hormonal teenagers in an auditorium and like tell them to do this thing without bickering and like having all of this drama and uh, all of these emotions and people don't get this role and they get upset and there's people don't like the director and people leave rehearsal in the middle of our final dress rehearsal to go get Chinese food and then miss their scene and the director screams at them and then they sit moping backstage for the rest of act one, you know, just spitballing. <laughs> um, It's so weird and it goes by in such a flash because you're not thinking about it in the moment. You're thinking about all of the, you're just dealing with things as they happen. That the 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 only way I feel like I experienced it was looking back and watching the shows afterward, whether alone or with my friends, and and reliving the memories. It feels like it 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 sort of feels like the only time in my life where I was living to create memories.
1: That's interesting that you say that. Mm. I think I felt very present in high school, actually.
0: Mm. We should all be so lucky.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know because I I think. To to a certain extent, I didn't have a choice but to be very sure. present in high school, sure. <laughs> um, in the department specifically. Just because you know, you wake up at 6:30 a.m. on a Monday morning, and mm-hmm. you you know you get driven to school by your mom, or you know if you're a junior or senior like me, you drove to school yourself. Yeah, and you park in the little parking lot, and you. Walk in with your your little your little backpack, and then, you know, it's like seven thirty in the morning, and you go into a little dressing room, and you change into all black clothing, and you walk out, and you are like intensely vulnerable in mm-hmm. front of seventeen or eighteen other people, yeah. If you're including your teacher, at seven forty five a.m. Mm-hmm. Literally, you do that for ninety minutes because we had ninety minute classes. Uh-huh. And then you like go back in a little dressing room and you change out and you like do academics and then you're back in rehearsal. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. know. Like at every single step, like you had to be there, yeah, or you would not succeed. I see. You know,
0: it's well, and that's where we diverge, I guess, because the metric was never really success for for me or for any for anyone in Geneva. It was just enjoyment. Yeah which Um, is
1: very a very different end and not a less not a worse end just a different end yes you know success was far more than just having a good time yeah and and the vibe was very much if you want to just have a good time and do high school theater that's great and you should but it's not here yeah
0: and and i
1: like gives give your spot to someone because it's so competitive yeah wants it i get that and we heard that a lot too and i'm glad we heard that a lot because it really made you stay grounded and present and grateful Mm -hmm. in where you were Mm -hmm. because you knew and were we were made very conscious of the fact that you know 50 equally deserving people would love to have each of our spots
0: yeah and this is not to say at my high school that we had any like False ideas, like we knew certain shows were better than others, and we always wanted to put on a good show. But our 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 highest level was competing against the you know the town, the school, two towns over or something. Looking back on it, it still felt so cutthroat. Just the the feeling of like the longest hours of my life waiting for them to put out the cast list the next morning. Like, dear God, my senior show was Newsies, and Sounds arrogant. I don't care. I sort of knew I was going to be Jack Kelly Uh (laughs) all all along, but I was still absolutely terrified, and those, like, 13 hours that they made us wait, on a snow day, they made us wait till, like, 3 p.m. That's when you really feel the the cutthroat, and then immediately afterward when people are are already salty.
1: And I I will say that our high school was not immune from that dynamic
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of upperclassmen... Feeling they were entitled to certain things. Yeah. The difference at Carver, mm-hmm. <laughs> except they didn't always get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, where I feel like you had every right. I'm. I think based on what I've like known from your high school experience and in an environment like Geneva. Yeah. To kind of know that you were going to be Jack Kelly. Yeah. Because you'd been in the program. You know, done every show. Mm-hmm. Kind of are talented enough that. You know, well but no like because <laughs> yeah. like when like talent in a more like professionally defined sense mm-hmm. is like there's just a smaller pool for that. Yeah. Also at a small school like yeah. period. You know, you kind of go in as a dude, especially knowing like yeah. who else is gonna be doing this? Very it's gonna true. be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like there were people who who felt like that at Carver when it's just objectively not true. Yeah that they are the only one who could do something mm-hmm. well. You know That's, what I mean? Because there are, like, five people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's
0: so strange that there can be such radically different environments for this one very specific thing, if you think about it. Yeah, and <laughs> as
1: as I think we've seen, like there are a ton of really marked similarities in our experience, just, yeah. a, just as many as, or if not more, as differences, mm-hmm. you know? Just in the feelings mm-hmm. and, like... Also, just the thing that objectively happens, you know, Mm -hmm. even as different as it can feel and as different as the pool of people may be and the surrounding context, as different as as that may be, the same thing happens. Mm -hmm. Your teachers pick a show. Mm -hmm. There's drama over... Oh, they picked that show. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. like why didn't they pick this other show? Oh, like, oh man, that's what we're doing. Like, the, like the anticipation for the season announcement,
0: mm-hmm.
1: huge. No mm-hmm. matter where you 100%. are, then you know, auditions happen, and auditions are kind of auditions. Wherever you go, <laughs> they're freaking auditions. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then, and then you have to wait for the cast list. Yeah, and then you have a rehearsal process, and then you have tech week, and then you are all stressed that it won't happen. <laughs> and it'll be awful and it won't happen and oh my god how the hell is this gonna happen mm-hmm. oh my god like it, it, like, and
0: it inevitably happens inevitably
1: happens and opening night hopefully you get I mean this is I mean not all opening nights go well obviously but <laughs> no matter what there's kind of like a euphoria that you did it yep. and then there's a cast party where everyone hooks up and there's drama yeah and it's great, and I wouldn't yeah. trade it for anything in the whole wide world.
0: Absolutely <laughs> not. And that's it's the the horrible cult, the horrible cult atmosphere of this whole thing is like if I could go back and do one moment for my life, it would be opening night for Newsies or closing night for Newsies one of the nights for Newsies. Like mm. it, it's that same feeling. And then to if you are going into this, enjoy it because it's gonna suck leaving a lot more. Aww, <laughs> oh, yeah. At least, at least for for this guy who definitely peaked at 17 years old.
1: No. no. Oh my god, don't say that. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, there's a, there's a certain degree of like that feeling though. And, and yeah, and especially for people who like are like super involved in in a program like you were and like mm. I was, you know, like you you come out of that and it ends and you're like it it, it does throw you for a loop because you're like what now? Yeah, what do you I know? do with my
0: time? Yeah. What do I do from six to nine what every weeknight? I, what do
1: I think about? What do I, yeah. you know, what makes up my world? Yeah. And it's very overwhelming to leave and sad. And there's like a whole process of that, of like mm-hmm. thinking back and being like, whoa.
0: It's it's grief. It was for me. It was <laughs> yeah. grief, like legitimate. Yeah. Uh, it hurts, but yeah. as, we, as we approach the end, Let's pick it up a little. Do a little rapid fire. What shows were you in? Who did you play? Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> sure,
1: sure. Um, just within my within my high school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I so kiss me, Kate. I was in the ensemble. Then the next year, I was in Man of La Mancha, also mm-hmm. in the ensemble. But I had a, I had a name. I was like the bar woman. Then I was in. Young Frankenstein, mm. and I was Ziggy, the Village Idiot, and that was really fun, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Then that spring, I was in Edges. Right. Which was incredible. And really, even though it's an it is an ensemble show, was kind of the first show that I feel like I really got to kind of show off. Yeah. Singing and, like, singing a solo multiple solos and that was really awesome then was memphis and i was gladys calhoun huey's mom so that was kind of my big main Mm -hmm. stage musical lead in high school as a senior and then i was in well the play by lisa crone oh wait should i count shows that i did at other high schools what because i was one of the girls they imported into a Catholic boys high school a few times.
0: Really? Well, if you feel so inclined.
1: I'll count that. I'll count that. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was also in... Those were the shows I listed before were shows I did at my high school. Mm-hmm. Then the Catholic boys high school would have girls come and do... Fill out the casts of their high school productions. And I was in two of those. Yeah, I was in two of those. I was whore number one in Lay <laughs> And then the next year, I was one of the silly girls in Beauty and the Beast.
0: So I did 10 shows in high school, which doesn't seem possible, Because, but I did two of them in middle school. So I started off in seventh grade. The director knew me from community theater and thought that I would be good in it. So I was the Black Knight in Spamalot. Then I did The Addams Family. I was Pugsley in eighth grade. Then I did a play, Almost Maine, which is the most performed high school play. Um, then West Side Story, I was Baby John. Then I did Spoon River Anthology. I was Jackin' Into the Woods. I was in 1984 as Winston. It was very fun. I also, that's one of my favorites. I did Follies. That's the surprise Sondheim one. because um, it's,
1: it's a choice. What
0: high school does, Follies. That's I played. A choice. I played Buddy, Danny Danny Burstein, and uh, Bernadette Peters' husband. Then senior year, I, we did um, a greater, greater Tuna, which is like a, a satirical comedy play. But Texas and then uh, Jack Kelly Newsies. There you go. And that was what we did in high school with Connor and Lou. I have some pretty news for you. Uh, Okay. Unfortunately, this episode of Wednesday, Matt and Hay has closed after just one performance.
1: But luckily, we'll be back in one week. With another one night only, can't miss the actual event.
0: If you just can't wait another week for your Broadway radio fix...
1: I know, I can.
0: Then tune into the Best of Broadway each and every Sunday morning from 10 to noon on 92 WICB.
1: Listen on 91.7 FM in Ithaca, New York, or stream from anywhere on WICB.org.
0: And to hear the music we discussed in today's show, check out 92 WICB on Spotify for our custom-made playlist.
1: And a big thanks to Megatracks for our music and sound effects.
0: If there's anything you would like us to put on the podcast stage, send us an email at matineeWICB.org. Or don't, because we already have it planned.
1: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> we don't. But
0: if you
1: want to thank us for all of the time you spent listening to our podcast, then send an email there. Uh, or just any comments, feedback, thoughts, wishes, hopes, dreams. And follow us at WICB Podcast on Instagram.
0: We'd love to hear from you. Bye.